Right. Uh, I was abducted by aliens. Oh. And it's a horrifying tale, but wait till the end to hear that story. And we are the, the skull, skull crawlers. crawlers. There you go. And we ask you to suspend disbelief. The show where we invite you to open your mind and expand your horizons as we discuss the paranormal, taboo, and otherwise mysterious occurrences in our universe. In tonight's episode, we're gonna talk a bit about alien abductions. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> and with us tonight is our alien guest. Alan, Alan the alien. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great name. That that is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna rip the mask off and <laughs> die. It's actually just me, guys. Oh, oh whoa! It was yeah. the <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yes. Who would have uh, thought? <laughs> I thought because the voice was really similar, but I thought it was like a vocoder <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the same vo- voice thing that they use in Scream. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this is the mask we we used in our short film. They came from Mars, and it's pretty neat little uh, rubber mask. It was super cheap, twenty dollars on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the right lighting, it works. Um, yeah, it really really looks uh, convincing when it's dark out. <laughs> yeah, when it's dark out, and you, you can't, can't see, see any anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're back. It's yes, been a while, we're back and it's been a, a freaking a while. Not intended. Been like a month now, probably. Yeah. Uh, so sorry about that, guys. So welcome back. Um, I'm glad we're back. Yeah, back be back doing this, back podcasting, casting. Yes. <laughs> so what have we been up to since we've been gone, Orn Dog? Uh, well, we took a little vacation, us and a couple of friends and our significant oh. others, and we went to Florida to Universal Studios. Yes. To check out. You got out just in time. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we went to Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. which is the the spookiest, happiest place on earth. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously is the best. Yeah, it, it was really awesome. The best time ever. Uh, we did get rained out on our Halloween Horror Nights night, which was mm. a bummer. Yeah. So we only got to go to like I don't know like five or six of the haunted houses instead of like the eleven I don't or twelve. Think it was that much. I think we at least went to five. Yeah, I think we went to six. Five, I think yeah. we went to five. Yeah. Um, but man, it was still such a blast. Yeah. Um, if if you're listening and you have always wanted to go, please, yeah, please time go. To go go this yeah. year because this year was a lot of fun. The houses were cool this year. Yeah. And what was your favorite haunted house this year? Uh, just theming wise, like. Aesthetically, I really like the Bugs one because it's all like retro 50s sci-fi giant creepy bugs. That sounds so cool. It was really cool. Okay, so there wasn't many scares in it, but it just just looked cool. Why I didn't like that one? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I expected it to be a little bit different when our friend was talking about it, talking it up. He's like, "It was my favorite one. Super cheesy, super campy. The line was short. I'm like, heck yeah, that sounds dope." And so I don't know. I expected like some 
bug animatronics. It was nothing like that. It was more like you know, like little rubber rubber up. bugs like hanging from the you know the there, ceiling. There were there were but what it slugs w- that spit on you, if you yeah occasionally yes. But what it was mostly was a bunch of guys in hazmat suits with masks on that had uh, what's the the phobia. Oh, with like uh, the holes, holes, tryptophobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that was gross. Yeah, yeah. and I'm there not was down with bug. that. And I was like, what? Uh-huh. Out of the, out of the corner. I do remember that. That yeah. was tight. Yeah. So it was a fun one. I was. Yeah. It was just a surprise because I did not expect that, mm-hmm. and it was, it was so gross. Seeing these guys with a bunch of holes yeah. in the side of their face is like. Whoa. I'll tell you what I didn't expect is the weekend theme one being actually pretty good yeah that was my favorite favorite haunt yeah at the thing and i you know i'm not a big you know i don't really listen to the weekend very much i yeah, know his hits and they're good but apparently his haunted house this year was themed on was it just a music video or yeah, a handful of music, music video, video a handful yeah so apparently he tricked the world and made them think that he was going through this like major plastic surgery over the course of like months or something like that. That's perfect because yeah, I yeah. I've I've been seeing pictures of him lately and I'm like uh-huh. I thought he did I thought he got terrible plastic surgery yeah because yeah. there's like pictures of him like bandaged up and bloody and the yeah like weird big chin right yeah. Yeah. yeah so he's going for that Squidward face yeah. you know what I'm talking about <laughs> the handsome man face SpongeBob <laughs> yeah dude uh, and so the haunted house is basically just like him going through that transformation mm. and. It's so spooky, but it was like tripped out versions of his songs in yeah, each room. Yeah, like slowed down and creepy. Yeah, yeah, and his yeah. music videos are horror adjacent. Yeah. There are a lot yeah. of spooky things in his music videos. Okay, so we just got out of the weekend house. Oh my gosh, that was legit. That was legit. So freaking rad. Guaranteed, she did not want to be there, so yeah. that's why she's on her phone. She's like, I don't want to. I scared. She's all up the line, bitch. Oh. <laughs> that was so scary. Oh my god. That went ham. Weekend haunted house. I honestly thought it'd be overhyped, uh, but no. I hate that. That was so red. Like perfectly. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yup. And honestly, made me a fan. I was like, this is my dream to yeah. be big enough as the skull crawlers to be eventually to have our own haunted house at yeah. Halloween Horror Nights. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't see why next year we couldn't have a haunted house. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd be down. I mean, we would do like something for like one, but I mean, <laughs> one night. Yeah, you, you could know? do it. You could do it in Oklahoma. Yeah. There's no way. That we couldn't find a space to yeah. do something yeah. like we that. We just do like a writer's room version of a haunted house with like, all our shorts. <laughs> that would yeah, be great. We've already got the alien mask. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, dude! That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. that would be a ton of fun. Cause I we could, still have I all the costumes almost, for that. I could almost stab <laughs> Skylar. Yeah, yeah, we'll dude. give you a plastic whatever side <laughs> this time. No, no, we're not doing that. What are you talking about? No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, so the weekend was rad. Yeah. What was the uh, another haunted? Uh, the Halloween one was cool. Oh yeah, the Halloween yeah. Michael Myers one. That was sick. It was very spooky, very fun. Yeah, there's a bit at the end where you go through a mirror maze, and then at the end, right before you leave, there's like you're surrounded by like a lot of like people in costume as Michael Myers. Oh yeah, that was rad. And they like pop out at random times, like stab at you. And there's and, one that's Austin Powers. Yes, Sorry. Like, way in the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I think. Since 
Okay, you remember last time we went and they had the us on a house? Oh, yeah. And at the end, they had the thing where the tethered, the guys in jumpsuits yeah. are all surrounding you. Yeah. I think since that haunted house, they just do that like every year with a different theme. Yeah. They probably they probably did it before that too. Honestly, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But, but it, it, it works. Solid yeah. Game. So it's, it's like, like it's like some of them are like mannequins yeah. in costume, and there's like one or two like real actors in there that jump out at you, mm-hmm. which is just a it's a very practical effect yeah. that they can do that works every single time. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't know which one's real. Yeah. And then eventually, like before you before you can see it, they're like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so rad. They also had the Bloom House yeah, house. Dope. And so they had Freaky for the first portion, and then they had the Black Phone for the second portion. Mm-hmm. And I love both those movies. They're both excellent, excellent I've only films. Seen Black Phone, but. Or in, wait, did you say you haven't seen it yet? I've seen Black Phone. I haven't seen Freaky. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Did yeah. you like it? Because I remember yeah. we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. The Black Phone, like, Haunted House was oh, dope. It's so good. It was yeah. so rad. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was very spooky. I was very yeah. surprised at how scary it was, to be honest. Yeah, because they kind of recreate the beats of the movie, but like, kind of make it more like slashery. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Because, mm-hmm. man, that movie just worked. Yeah, that movie like, was dope. Yeah. Ugh, it's yeah, it just worked so well. Mm-hmm. It was a killer film. Yeah, I, initially before the haunted house, I was like, how do how do you do this as a haunted house? Because it's not really. I mean, the movie's like, not like creepy creepy but yeah. it's like a slow burn almost mm-hmm. like a thriller like how do you do this as a haunted house but they did it because like right. they just showed uh what's his face the grabber like on his mask and like, and like every know, version like, of yeah, him yeah dude that mask is like hands down one of the best masks mm-hmm. period yeah like you know I, I if it doesn't become if it doesn't become like iconic dude yeah. it's like I'm surprised it, I haven't seen it in any Halloween stores this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that is Next wild. year it'll be everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like the Squid Game was so popular last year. Yeah. But it came out just like... Just in time for Halloween. Well, just in time for there to not be any costumes in oh, right. any of the yeah. Halloween stores. Oh, now yeah, they're, right. they're going now to they're Halloween they're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Walmart, too. Yeah. Mm. So next year, I'm sure it'll be grabber masks everywhere. Dude, yeah. But, like, imagine, like, getting a really cool, like, you know, like high quality grabber mask mm-hmm. where you can like hang it up on the wall and change the mask the interchangeable part yeah that'd yeah. be so sick that would be mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so black phone the haunted house that was awesome we also did some witchy one I don't remember it was oh, like yeah. covens Secrets of, of some, the coven Secrets of the coven yeah that one was fun yeah it was a very non-memorable because yeah, I don't remember like, anything about it it was like like a 1920s speakeasy and like oh that's what it was you keep going through that. it and then like it turns into like you're underground and there's like a witch witches and stuff like that and like yeah, that's ruins pretty cool. everywhere or yeah. something like that and yeah. I really enjoy those ones that just aren't mo- based on movies yeah, there's because a it's just like you just like don't know yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah very unique I enjoyed that thoroughly that's mm. a weird speakeasy to witch thing yeah that's that's yeah. okay whatever that's fine yeah. I guess not mm. where I would go with that but <laughs> yeah. you know whatever there is also one we didn't get to see but I saw it on TikTok and everybody's raving about it <clears throat> it was a Dead Man's Pier or whatever. Yeah, the, I wish we could have done that one. The fishing village, kind of mm-hmm. like I wanted to do that one. Lovecraft kind of inspired one. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Like, in, like it looks Dang. like In's mouth. Yeah, a little, yeah. Cool. Like all the video I've seen of it, like it looks cool. That's, that's so, so cool. Sick. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it. that was that was Halloween Horror Nights. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, we rented a lake house and we just crashed by the lake for you know five days. Or it was too fancy and he got his own 
Uh, guy. Yeah, well, yeah, we were going to make him sleep on the couch, and he was like, I'm just going to get my own hotel. Yeah. Like, Fair enough. And then he got engaged on the trip, and I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> so yeah. he's going to be uh, a married man. Mm. Nice. Yeah, so. I don't know when, but. He's, he's gonna, yeah, uh, uh, but I told nobody. Nobody knew. Like, I just did it, and. Shocked everybody. Yeah, shocked the world. It was, it was a huge upset. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, no yeah. way. Uh, but it made the trip so much better just mm-hmm. because of that. You know, we had a huge thing to celebrate on top of it being Austin's 30th birthday mm-hmm. trip, um, Your my birthday trip, trip yeah. as well. And it was just so much fun very spooky we didn't get to go to cocktails and screams though which is no. this halloween themed bar in orlando we went through the year in 2019 and it was pretty cool and we didn't get to go on any ghost tours either i would have mm-hmm. liked to do that because they have those in orlando for some reason hmm. which you know who knows I mean, a ghost who knows if they're in city. you know real or yeah. honestly there yeah. might be <laughs> yeah. so. honestly not to be like morbid or anything but like florida is where a lot of old people go to you know, yeah, to yeah, die. To so die. There's yeah. a lot of ghosts there. Florida's a yeah, ghost it's, factory. It's their heaven before heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They love how humid it is. <laughs> Keeps their skin good. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. helps with the wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, other than that, we shot a horror short film the other night. Yes, we did. It was very last minute. We were, we had sort of planned on doing one. Um, and it was just came down to the week before, and we're like, we don't have anything ready for this, really. Yeah, just no, no just, time. Yeah, no time to work with the actors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we went back on a a fallback short film mm-hmm. idea that we had that could be shot with just one actor playing the main character, and then one person playing the creature mm-hmm. in a house. And those always work because you know everybody lives in. You know, a house or apartment <laughs> or whatever. They live somewhere, so nice, like, nice. you know, it's it's one of those things that everybody can kind of relate to it, and it's yeah. super spooky. This is very I minimal, seen, very like, yeah, how we started, honestly. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the footage yet. We shot it all in one night, mm-hmm. and there's probably not going to be any reshoots, so it's going to be it. You know, like whatever you see is going to be it. Yeah, and that's okay because we just didn't have enough time to film. To put in a lot of work and effort to do like a big grand short film like yeah. we wanted to. So our plan now is to push that one back that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And do that one for our 2023 festival short film. And probably film it hopefully in like November yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um, preferably before it gets too cold. Yeah. And you know have plenty of time to edit it, do sound design, reshoots if we need to. And actually put a lot of work into it. Now that my son's getting a little older and a little more de- more independent, mm. um, I can be away a little bit longer from the house, you know. And yeah, yeah, because it's been super hard to shoot anything. Now that I'm a new dad, he's almost a year old now. So, but you know, it's our first short that we've shot in a year. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it was it was fun brushing the cobwebs off. Mm. And Oren got to be our main character, yeah, which is fun. Act, I know. think my favorite thing in the world is me directing and you acting because <laughs> we just have a, a good time. Don't do anything you say. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like we're on the same page yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And so like anything I say, Oren just gets it mm. immediately. And uh-huh. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So it and was I, a lot of fun. 
and I've never like really seriously acted, but I like acting. Like it's fun just to goof around. Like yeah, and, dude. Yeah, whatever. But yeah. yeah, it is fun for sure. And we have this really cool effect at the the end where we do this big blood splatter, mm-hmm. and that one was pretty fun to do. Um, shout out to our friend Mac who helped us. He built a contraption yeah. and made the blood and stuff like that, and just stayed from you know for like six or seven hours watching until yeah, his big out. moment to shine at the very end so shout out mac uh, i think this one would be cool um we did mariah she did our creature effects for the goat man's bridge short film that we did it mimics and she just came back and she did it all like within a couple days she yeah. she she heard me out my concept and she's like i got you and she showed up did the makeup made sure it was good we added a little bit more here and there and it was sick uh i don't think it's you know a big secret or anything like that but i would like to put out a youtube video on like how we made this one and put a lot of work into that and really talk about how we made this short film because yeah just a little bit behind the scenes like yeah behind the scenes stuff because we I, we got some footage of you know kind of how we did some of the things behind the scenes we've got plenty of pictures and videos yeah. so it'd be cool to throw together a video about that mm-hmm. so if you're listening and you've wanted to make horror shorts or anything like that you know take what we've learned and do the thing because it's so much fun you'll see Just, how bad we're at it and then you can do better exactly and that's <laughs> and that's why how we got started because we're like man we can't yeah, you know, exactly. we watch something else we're like we can do better than that and we did and then it got only it went downhill from there. So. Yeah, only down. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a blast. Uh, the creature, and I'll just talk about it because I mean, why not? But the creature is this like zombie type creature. She's more of like I don't know. Like I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of like the body snatchers mm. right now. Invasions of the body snatchers the faculty you know like yeah some type of like parasite in your mind yeah that is controlling, controlling you yeah. you know that's not you but it wants to infect everybody yeah. so it's like it thinks it talks and its main goal is to infect more people and so that is our creature and it's like a plant-based kind of parasite mm. and so our creature has like flowers growing out of her skin she, her green her skin is super green yeah. it's got like leaves growing out of her and stuff like that so i think it's pretty dang cool and she lives in the attic of yeah. warren's house spooky. which is uh, real spooky <laughs> um so for this short film specifically i would like to do a little bit of backstory and i i sort of wrote a little bit of how she came in contact with the the i guess the parasite or the whatever it's going to be we'll see and i'm going to release that like week by week uh, leading up to our release of the short film so we can get a little backstory mm-hmm. on you know like expanded lore ex- yeah expand the lore yeah. a little arg yeah. you know and just tell a, a bigger story than what we we're able to film yeah so because you know i love when people do that and so mm. we're working on something cool yeah so it was a lot of fun. New short film. New short film. We went to Horror Nights, which is a ton of fun. Orin, Orin is engaged. Mm. So, and then we're back. Yeah. More episodes of Suspend Disbelief. Um, we have this amazing guest lined up soon, and if you're native, you know who he is. Yeah, you'll know. You, you'll you'll, it out. you'll, you'll know. It out. And he told me in person. He's like, all my friends say that I've got the scariest stories. I was like, you gotta have to be on our show. And he's like, I'm down. Just let me know when. So, we have a huge special guest mm-hmm. coming up really soon, and hopefully he can be on before the Halloween season because yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, never hurts to ask sometimes, you know? Yeah. Mm. Could be a cool Halloween episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm going to hit him up in a week or so and be like, hey, when can we record that episode? And it might be one of those things like, well, I've got time right now. And I'll be like, let's get together. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah, honestly, yeah, it might be one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And the part of me like wants to like prepare some stories to tell him yeah you know just in case like uh, he wants to use them for his tv show or anything. Yeah, no, i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, redact that redact that, that redact that <laughs> cut that out cut it cut it, cut no, it. no 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 uh, i don't know like do we just sit and listen to him talk or do we like have stuff prepared and, I mean, and then not have him talk as much i don't we, know honestly we'll forget that. We'll yeah about that later. I, I mean i would say have stuff prepared have but fully prepared but fully yeah. prepare for you to not say anything that's a yeah, good exactly yeah. you know yeah backup plan mm. yeah we're gonna just keep keep them talking for like two three hours and then just or just do the put out different episodes Farley thing the <laughs> SNL. I was like this is part remember two. when you did that that was awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good so yeah stay tuned for that because that's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun guys yeah, yeah. um other than that, we want to do. We haven't really even talked about this in a couple of weeks, but a paranormal investigation of our previous guest, mm-hmm. Cedric's land, his yeah. his haunted Indian land, which yeah. would be a lot of fun to get out there and get spooked. That sounds exciting, but I don't know. You'll yeah. be there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, from what it sounds like, uh, sounds like I don't know that I most. should go. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'll definitely go. I'll definitely Sweet. go so that you guys can like videotape me being freaking out, <laughs> fucking snatched. I don't know yeah. whatever's gonna happen. <laughs> Snatch, <laughs> levitate, you know, get thrown around, mm-hmm. tossed around like yeah. a rag doll. <laughs> That'll be fun. So, I mean, I don't know how we're gonna fit all this in to the month of October, yeah. um, but that's what something we would like to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would be super rad if we got to do that. And one last thing, actually two more things um we're gonna have another skull crawlers drive in at elk valley yep and am i allowed to announce the movie yet or no no okay because so this one will be process. one that we can actually get the rights to so we've got to figure so out we can actually promote the crap out of it yeah, so we need to figure out how much it is so this is gonna be a really cool slasher it's, it's, movie one of the best yeah i'd say it's, I mean, it's the month of October, so yeah. the season dictates, you know, you got to watch a certain movie. <laughs> redact that, redact that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's going to be tight. We yeah. don't have a date for that yet, but hopefully we do as soon as possible. Yeah. And we're going to, as long as everything goes to plan, screen our new short film that night before we release it on mm-hmm. YouTube at the end of the month. So... And also so more of an incentive to come and watch that movie and then our short film and just have a big party. I know you're going to announce this either, but Dead Center hit us up and oh, yeah. on October oh, it's probably out before Sixth. then. October 6th. Yes. There we have uh, Dead Center. They're hosting a fundraising event for the next year's festival. Um, Sean of the Dead Center Drive-In. Yeah, They're going to show... Our short, It Mimics, and they're going to also show another fellow local filmmaker short, uh, Home Sweet Home, and then they're going to show Shaun of the Dead. Sweet. On the, dri- the drive-in. Yeah, I think there's also a costume contest yes, that night as well. Yes, there's a costume well. contest. That sounds like so much fun. Um, 
like my dream to have, you know, something we've made play yeah. on a drive-in. Yeah, that's good. It's, you know, it'll, it'll be though an actual drive-in, not just the school crawlers drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> not the back <laughs> of a brewery. drive-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. You know, maybe they got the idea from us. Who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah, merch, yeah, maybe but, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be sweet. <laughs> it'll be sweet. Uh, if you're gonna go, break out those pocketbooks because it's hundred dollars to get in. One hundred per car, though. Plus, car, comes yes. with a free cocktail. Per person, per person. So, so like twenty yeah. people in your car, and that's hilarious. <laughs> then it'll be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that clown car. Yeah, you just you just get you show up with the just uh, a, a tractor trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, school bus. There we go. <laughs> also, there's something about giving free drinks to people in cars, which is really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. I get it. You're gonna be parked for a really long time, mm-hmm. but like, still, it's kind of funny. Yeah, dude, we're gonna. Yeah, we have to go to the drive-in again before the drive-in season's over. Oh yeah, for sure. Because especially in I didn't get to Winchester, do as much this year like as I wanted to. Theme nights for Halloween mm-hmm. and yes, stuff like that. Dude, like, they're think, popping off this year. Yeah, there's like, like real cool stuff. Yeah, I think this week is they're showing Coraline and The Shining. Mm-hmm. Like a the weird Shining, combo, dude. But just to see that on you know drive-in screen would be dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. the last time it showed on a drive-in screen, uh, a tornado swept through the town. <laughs> Twister, the movie. Mm. Uh, wow. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> right over your head. Over and the movie Twister, The Shining, was playing on the drive in screen. I don't know. That. So. That's a, what? Come on. I wish Oklahoma the movie. A, I wish it was a good movie, but. Boo. <laughs> Boo this man. Boo this man. I'm sorry. It's not good. It's not good. And if you like it, you should read the book, and then you'll yeah, figure out it's bad. True. It's on my list of books to read, yeah. for sure. And I. I have seen The Shining a handful of times, only one time in my adult life. I remember watching it. This is probably like three or four years ago. And I was like, oh, I forgot. That's the movie, huh? That's you know, not like incredibly <laughs> yeah. impressed, but I did watch it during the daytime, so it wasn't as spooky. Yeah. But like, it was more it's... just like a lot of like shocking images and scenes yeah. that are just like really strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it doesn't hold up with time. But it still is very eerie and very spooky mm. when it matters, which is, you know, when Jack Torrance is chasing his family down with yeah, an axe. Yeah. Like, to me, it just went, like, I'll probably watch that movie, like, once in a couple of years. And yeah. Like, eh, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, to me, it's just, like, aesthetically, it's just the way it's shot, I'm like, yeah. I, I enjoy this. There's some good shots in here. Yeah. Like, but, like, I'm not so, I mean, like you said, read the book. I'll probably appreciate it more if I read the actual source material and that doesn't, you know, I hate, diverge that much. Dude, I hate being that guy. And normally I'm not. Mm. But when I watched it, I had just finished reading it the week before. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this. Yeah, Everyone this? loves this so much. And then I was like, nah. Yeah, no. Pass. It's a bummer, <laughs> dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was funny. Did you see Dr. Sleep as well? No, I didn't. I heard I that was either. really bad. But yeah, I don't know. I heard it was But that doesn't matter. Good. It doesn't yeah. matter like what you I heard do. it was you good. Yeah, it's exactly. See for yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, I haven't read The Shining, the novel, or Doctor Strange, the book. Doctor so Strange I didn't... Book. What did I say? <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> Wait, what is it called? Doctor, Doctor Sleep? Sleep, yeah. Yeah, different Doctor. Uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't read Doctor Sleep. So that's why I never went and saw it. And I, it's on yeah. my list of things to do. I like reading the books first and then seeing the movie. Yeah. So that's how I like to do Stephen King adaptations, at least. I saw, I saw Doctor Sleep. It's... Okay, I guess I don't know. It has the gimmick of the movie is like, oh yeah, it'll, you know, we recreated these shots from 
Kubrick's shining and like we right. went back to location blah 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 yeah. and then they like found a way to meld the original shining book and the plot from the Kubrick movie or whatever mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's like some total bleed in you yeah. know I mean like if you've read anything that Stephen King's yeah. done there's no way that there's not like the shining in Dr. Sleep yeah. you know what I mean yeah. yeah and that's what I heard uh, it was Mike Flynn again right yeah. That yeah. That's I heard I that he it. did yeah. a combination of the book and the book yeah. and the movie mm-hmm. um, because they're fans of both you know and you kind of want to meet in the middle a little bit there yeah so yeah but yeah um, we're back we're back and we are going to talk about alien abductions in this episode so here we are 30 minutes later 30 minutes later in the uh, a little clickbait here I do have a personal story of an alien abduction I don't know. You have put been clickbait in yeah, the middle of the episode. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll put that in the beginning. Right. Uh, I was abducted by aliens. Oh, and it's a horrifying tale. But wait till the end to hear that story. Till the end, you gotta wait. It's very weird and very spooky. But I'll tell you all about it. So hang tight, and I'll tell you. But first, we're gonna talk about the disappearance or the abduction, rather, of Travis Walton. This may be the most famous case of alien abductions from 1975. Story rules. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very, very strange. And the reason why it's probably the most famous is because they were actual witnesses that saw it happen. Yeah. It's very, very good story. Very strange. Also, you'll probably touch on it when you read. Sure. But Maybe not. There is, like, some evidence, like, tangential to the occurrence that like it's like yeah this is kind of like legit like this is like legit evidence like, oh really yeah okay well you'll have to kind of chime in whenever sure. you get there yeah, because yeah, yeah. i i read other things that i'm like okay so this is probably why he went to this mental state and imagined this mm-hmm. but we'll get to it yeah all right so travis walton incident is one of the most famous cases in ufology the incident Wednesday, November 5th, 1975, was said to be just another regular workday for 22-year-old Travis Walton. Little did he know that he would have the experience of a lifetime that evening. After a long day of work in the Apache Sitgreaves National Park, Travis and his logging crew of six were riding home when they suddenly noticed a brilliant glow peeking through the trees. And some of them thought, like, is that, is that the moon? Somebody's like, no, that must be a forest fire. Somebody's like, there's no way. We we have to go and look at it. And Travis, he was more of the daredevil out of the group. You know, young go-getter. Yeah. Um, I heard a story on Mr. Bolland's um, episode on this, but apparently when he was a teenager, he was driving at night with some friends, and there was like a bear in the middle of the road. And he just got out and fought the bear. Yeah, he literally got out and chased the bear into the woods. Right, really? He did. He went and got out and chased the bear into the woods and then kept chasing it off the road. So he was that type of person. So naturally, That's you see this. That, that, that uh, white person energy. That, man, I was going to say it. You know what I mean? I was like. That's well, I'm half. I'm definitely half white because I've been the. I've been doing the same thing. Uh, so naturally, you see that glow behind the trees, and you're like, I have to go check that out. Like, like we have to go see what that is. Mm. As they continued riding down the dirt road, they eventually got close enough to realize the light was emanating from a structured craft. Before the truck came to a complete stop and mesmerized by what he saw, Travis leaped out, 
to approach the unidentified object as it hovered silently in the clearing. Within moments of approach, Walton was struck by a vibrant, bluish-green beam of light that seemingly came from the bottom of the craft and sent him flying backward several feet. One of the witnesses, one of his people in his logging crew, mm-hmm. said it looked like lightning struck him and bl- blew him back like 20 feet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The immense beam lit up the entire forest brighter than daylight. The witness- witnesses have compared the beam to a bolt of lightning and a long blue flame. Travis never saw the beam. In a panic, the crew boss and the driver of the truck, Mike Rogers, fled the scene as quickly as possible. The crew was utterly baffled as what they as what they had witnessed had no earthly explanation. Minutes later, the crew decided to return to the site to help Travis if they could. Much to everyone's surprise, Travis was gone. The crew looked for several minutes and could not find him anywhere. They're screaming his name. They're looking all over for any signs of Mike. Not Mike, Travis. Travis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike's one of the guys. <laughs> so they're screaming his name and no signs. Very strange. I like how they immediately just bolted. <clears throat> like, they I mean, try to help. Yeah. They saw him get, like, knocked back and, like, peace. Yeah. That's, like, that's, also, that's also white people energy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. We're just like... Nah, yeah. nah, aliens? Yeah. Nah, you, you're, you're on your own. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. Peace out, Travis. <laughs> we have enough Travises. It's okay. <laughs> With seemingly no hope, no other hope, the crew drove into town and contacted the local sheriff. They explained what they had witnessed as, as the best they could and told authorities that a flying saucer had taken their friend Travis Walton. In an effort to prove them wrong, the sheriff conducted a thorough search of the area along with Mike. Rogers. They could not find him. Uh, Sheriff also searched his truck Mm. to see if there were any substances that they could find, anything that could alter their their minds Mm. to make them think that they saw something. And of course, they found nothing. In the days Walton went missing, all six of his co-workers were accused of murder. With no other explanation, Mike Rogers and the rest of the crew stuck to their story. As far as they were concerned, they witnessed a UFO shoot a beam at Travis and knock him to the ground before he suddenly vanished just minutes later. Very little is known as to what happened after Travis was struck. This portion of the story relies only on Travis's memory. The rest of the incredible experience was revealed as a result of regression hypnosis conducted by Dr. James A. Harder in the 1970s. A hypnosis room with Harder and Walton were... three physicians and a psychi- uh, psychiatrist. When discussing the case, Harder said, beyond any reasonable doubt, the evidence is as valid as any that would be accepted in an American criminal court. The interesting thing about, I was researching a bit about the subject alien abductions. Um, there was uh, Betty and Barney Hill. Hill, yes. Um, there, they were like the first widely publicized alien abduction story, and there, I think it was Betty Hill. Her, the way they got the details about how they were abducted and what she mm-hmm. witnessed and all that, um, is through hypnosis as well. And like apparently, like back in the seventies, like that was like a practice that was most commonly used. Like they did it with both. They did it with both. Both Be- of them, Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, because yeah, his stuff is wild yeah because he had um he had like um scarring and uh he had like um just like 
there was stuff on his genitalia. Mm. Um, and like when he went into uh, hypnotic regression, mm-hmm. like he was talking about what was happening. Like, and it mm. was crazy. Yeah. And he had those scars for a really long time. It was like this wicked rash and yeah. like something else. Um, I think there was like a ring or like bumps and stuff. Mm. And uh, eventually it went away, but yeah, it was like we've all had those bumps. <laughs> <laughs> different, different oh, bumps. Different yeah, okay. they were in, like different places, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's usually in just one place. <laughs> yeah, cause I remember reading about that uh, incident, and like apparently they conducted or the aliens conducted a pregnancy test on Betty where they had like a long needle and like inserted it like through her navel. What? Yeah. That's literally my nightmare. Yeah. That's that scene from the Matrix where he like drops oh. a little freaking creepy crawly <laughs> into his belly button. Out. Yes. Dude, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with belly button stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, dude, I'm not into belly button play, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just weird that like this time, like 70s, 60s, 70s hypnosis was just a thing that was used to try and like bring it back, bring <laughs> it back. Because without any of a doubt, this guy says it would hold up in American court. It's <laughs> like, all right, man, sure. All right, Travis says he blacked out the moment the beam hit him. He says he felt a numbing shock and then blacked out. The next thing he could remember is waking up while laying flat in an oddly shaped room. Travis says, as he opened his eyes, he suddenly noticed three humanoid creatures standing over him. Walter recalls a strange device placed over his chest, holding him down on the table. Startled by this, Travis got up and grabbed an object to defend himself from the odd creatures. He waved it around in an attempt to threaten them. Travis describes the creatures as being between four to five feet tall with pale skin and enlarged heads. They had large brown eyes and were wearing orange jumpsuits. Travis' description of the beings is similar to that of others. I don't know about you. There's like four or five foot people like keeping me down. I'd get out of there, bust out of there. Are you saying that you have a phobia of little people? I don't have a phobia of little people. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I'm scared. I'm saying I could take them. Oh, they're four or five gotcha. feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that you could take a bunch of fourth graders is what you're saying exactly yeah. gotcha. hold on I'm five five guys <laughs> I'm not in fourth grade <laughs> four to five foot, four five foot. Four, we'll say five under five foot, five foot. Under five foot yeah. <laughs> no it's fine it's fine I'm sure you could take me <laughs> once the three creatures left the room Travis curiously walked around the craft he soon found himself in a room that resembled a planetarium then, two more human-looking beings in jumpsuits approached Travis and transported him elsewhere. Travis believes he was transported out of the scout ship he was in and taken to another craft. He remembers these beings putting a mask-like device over his face that caused him to black out. But beyond that, he remembers very little. The Return Travis Walton's disappearance had initially been treated as a missing persons missing persons case arizona sheriffs search for travis with sense of dogs and helicopters throughout the apache sitgreaves national forest for five days the most extensive search in arizona history came to an end when travis walton was returned just miles away from where he had been taken just after midnight on monday november 1975 travis was left lying face down by the side of the road he says he awoke to see a metallic mirror-like craft departing above 
over him. Travis got to his feet and ran as quickly as he could to find help. Eventually, he found a phone booth at a local gas station in Heber, Arizona, by which he contacted his family. Met with shock and disbelief, Travis was notified that he had been missing for five days. That's nuts. Travis was immediately taken to a hospital that found him dehydrated and noticed a puncture wound on his right arm. He had also lost 12 pounds and grown five days' worth of facial hair. Five of the six witnesses passed polygraph tests in the days Travis was gone. One of them, Alan Dallas, walked out of the room before his test was completed. So his test was considered uh, inconclusive. inconclusive. Mm. Not that he failed, but it was inconclusive. He and Travis had gotten into a fight the morning of the accident, and he felt overly agitated that the police were trying to pin a crime on him. Mm. So the police seriously were, were trying to find evidence that they had just murdered him and yeah. lied about him being abducted. I mean, you got to. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're the cops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the most yeah. logical. Like, a guy's yeah. missing. He was here one minute. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just trace back and like, oh, this dude had a fight with him. This guy must have yeah. done it then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's either that or... It's aliens, yeah. you know? It's yeah. like, ooh, probably not, though, right? Yeah. yeah, but then again, like, these six guys have the same story. You think one of them would crack unless yeah. it's, like, super legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they're all, like, lumberjacks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. blue-collar men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're just hacking down trees. Like, they yeah. don't... They've never lied. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what... work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just trying to, you know... Yeah. Be their family. They're just yeah. trying to buy, you know, just trying to buy buy some flannels. Exactly. That's all they're out cool here beanies, doing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> some beard oil. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when people started using beard oil. That's this. Is a, that's a different yeah, probably podcast. Probably like five years ago. Yeah. When I got it, you know, and everybody else started using it after. Oh that. yeah, <laughs> that's totally what it is. Yeah. Forever, but it's been popularized in the last five years. Mm. It's true. I don't know. I have no when idea. When Carrie bought it, yeah, yeah exactly. Bought it. Right. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Man, we got to get on that. Look how shiny <laughs> it is." <laughs> Travis also passed a polygraph test, and medical records indicated no drugs were in his system. Travis returned with faint memories of being examined by alien creatures and accidentally viewing a star system from a craft's cockpit. He believes the beam, which struck him in the head and chest, killed him upon impact. Walton Ooh. also believes he was taken on board the craft to be revived. Because they were like, oops. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, guys, we killed this one. We yeah. got to. So, yeah, oh, we said it to kill, not stun. <laughs> <laughs> nice Star Trek <laughs> reference, dude. Oh, that's so good. clean. Yeah. <laughs> it is important to note that if Travis had been hiding or lost wandering in the forest as initially suspected, he would have likely frozen to death at night with temperatures reaching a blistering 8 degrees Fahrenheit, a negative 13.3 degrees Celsius. What do, do you, for whatever reason, have like in the back of your mind um, how cold it was when the coolest dressing kid alive went missing? Yeah, oh, like the I was like it was it was like thirty degrees. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. it was like right around below freezing. Okay, it was like survivable, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But he was too. But he, he was, was so cold already. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. Yo, That's right. His drip. <laughs> right, right. He was ice cold, ice cold drip. Travis, not so much. You know, okay. Related phenomena. 
Researchers suggest that sheriffs were investigating cattle mutilations in the area just before Travis's abduction. Mm. Analysis of the trees directly surrounding the area Travis was struck has shown that they have seen accelerated growth mm. due to radiation exposure, potentially from the UFO. By looking at the tree rings in the area and compared them to others nearby, a clear indication was made that the affected trees underwent a significant change. That's what I was going to bring up. Uh, the evidence shows like the area where he supposedly got beamed up, mm-hmm. it hit the trees apparently, and like on certain sides of the trees, there's like accelerated growth <coughs> like 36 times the normal amount. Dang. And yeah, so there's like there's evidence like. There's, like, some radiation in that area. Dang. Yeah. When discussing his 2014 investigation of the site, Ben Hansen said, Not only was there an extreme growth rate to some of these trees around the clearing, but it seems there was a direct... But it seems that there was a directionality to them. Hansen noted that the growth appeared to be focused in a particular region within the clearing. The press, in 19... In November of 1975, several media outlets reported on Travis's encounter and, more often than not, with inaccurate or incomplete information. Several local newspapers and media outlets covered Travis's story, including Arizona's very own White Mountain Independent. The paper covered Walton's case on November 14, 1975, with a front-page headline which reads, Kidnapped into a Spacecraft? As a result, the story quickly gained buzz in Walton's town. Some believed his claims, many did not, understandably distraught and perhaps still in shock. Travis initially avoided all media. This did not stop the story from getting out, however. His initial reluctance to meet with the media only fueled skeptics and encouraged rumors. Soon, media outlets from all over the world flooded into Travis's humble town of Snowflake, Arizona. In an effort to minimize his interaction with the press, Travis agreed to an exclusive feature with the National with the National Enquirer. The Enquirer funded efforts to either prove or disprove Travis's claims. According to the original article, Travis underwent a polygraph examination. The Enquirer printed the headline "Arizona Man Taken by a Flying Saucer" in bold type in a December 1975 issue. At the same time, the National Enquirer considered itself to be the largest circulation of any paper in America. The case was also covered in MUFON... Sorry. The case was also discovered in MUFON's now-defunct Skylook publication. MUFON. MUFON. Mm-hmm. Sure. That is, that, that is a real thing. Okay. Yeah, you can actually... It still exists, hmm. and you can be a MUFON investigator yeah. right now. Yeah. You can sign up for it. Okay. Okay. Right on. Um, now defunct Skylook publication in April of 1976 in a monthly journal Walton had the chance to explain his side of the story perhaps for the first time Walton said when I returned on November 10th I was in a serious emotional state at that time and for weeks afterwards I didn't tell anyone about my experience except for those close to me I avoided the public and media for several days during my silence a lot of misinformation was printed just a couple of months before the incident, January 1976, Travis Walton was flown into Los Angeles, California to be interviewed by Star Trek's Leonard Nimoy for a pilot TV show. 
sorry, just a few months after the incident. I said that backwards. Travis was accompanied by researchers Jim and Coral Lorenzen on the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. The episode Travis never aired. The episode with Travis never aired on television. The ARP, sorry, the APRO bulletin reported that the show was titled "The Unexplained," while the others say it was titled "In Search of." Nimoy even discussed his belief of UFOs in Travis Walton's story with the National Enquirer. When asked about his belief in UFOs, Leonard Nimoy said, "I believe in UFOs because so many qualified observers and solid people have." reported sightings that just cannot be dismissed. I've talked with Travis Walton, a young Arizona man who claimed he was actually taken aboard a UFO. It is a bizarre story, but I felt like he was being truthful. I mean, he's got to believe he's Spock. Like, yeah. I mean, come anybody on. Anybody knows Spock. Right. Yeah, dude, exactly. He would never, he'd never lie. And this, this happened in the 70s. Correct. Okay. Um... I mean, so it's such a cool time for that to happen because, uh, one, the story is incredible. Mm-hmm. Two, you guys know about J. Allen Hynek, right? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. All right. So, J. Allen Hynek, he is a, like, renowned astrolog- uh, astronomer. Um, he's a professor, a professor and a uh, ufologist. Mm-hmm. And so he used to work for the Air Force, and he worked on Project Sign <clears throat> from 1970, uh, 1947 mm-hmm. to 1949, Project Grudge uh, mm-hmm. from uh, 49 to 51. But then he worked on Project Blue Book in 1952 mm-hmm. to 1969. So what Project Blue Book was essentially is they were in charge of making sure that like when there were calls about UFO stuff, that they were the first ones there so that they could essentially debunk all of these Mm -hmm. things. And the ones that they could debunk, which was most of them, they could all debunk. Those were the ones that Project Blue Book were like, all right, this is what we can publish. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what's up. Like... And J. Allen Hynek was, like, their number one dude to be able to go out and be like, this is swamp gas, this is this, this mm-hmm. is that, blah, blah, blah. But then, after he left, he was like, hey, guys, guess what? Project Blue Book has been telling you the truth, but not all of it. Yep. Um, I have all of this information. Like, I believe that this stuff, like, is legit. Mm. Um, there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of information that people think is aliens, but it's not. But, like, there are, like, there's a lot of... And so when you think of, like, when you hear of, you know, close encounters, close encounters of the third kind, fourth Mm. kind, that is actually the Heineck scale. Like, he came up with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so... um, he like he is huge like he's all over ufology Mm -hmm. like throughout you know like you know he died in um in 80 and 86 at 75 so like and he was born in 1910 so he was like the heavy hitter of like ufology like he was there like from the jump essentially since you know like roswell happened i think in the 40s 47 yeah so i mean like at the time, he was 37 years old. Like, he was he was doing his thing, or 27 yeah. years old. Yeah, like, he mm. was, you know... Yeah. Um, I mean, he was working for the Air Force, I think, at the time. Um, so, I mean, he was in Project Sign and 47. Mm. So, um, yeah. But 
that's very interesting. Definitely. Um, especially, I don't know. I, 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 when I found out that he was the one who came up with the uh, close encounter stuff, it mm. kind of blew my mind. Huh. It's very cool. Just bonkers. That's yeah. Just a, I don't know. That time period, just the seventies, just a weird conflux of weird stuff happening. Like you get like UFOs, a lot of serial killers and stuff like that, and like just. That was a weird, strange time. Yeah. Yeah, the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. I mean, with all the serial killers and stuff, it was crazy because it was essentially coming out of, like, you know, the 60s, mm-hmm. the the whole, like, hippie era. Yeah. And when you think about it, like, the whole reason why a lot of, like, cults and stuff um, came about in the 70s was uh, a lot of people f- that felt, like, disenfranchised. Yeah. A lot of people, in, like, coming out of the 60s that were, like, you know, hooked on a ch- like a lot of drugs yeah, and yeah. and like you know there was like free love and everything and mm-hmm. like that's all well and good but not everyone can be in that kind of relationship like yeah. you can mm-hmm. say you can be but you're not and then mm-hmm. you go into the seventies and people are looking for you know a way out of that sort of lifestyle mm-hmm. and that's how a lot of like cults happened with just like religious cults and stuff like yeah. hey you're like a drug addict do you want to like coming out with us yeah yeah. exactly we we can talk to you about god and jesus and stuff and it'll be cool but in reality (laughs) their god and jesus is this guy who is like oh yeah Mm. i like god speaks through me it's like nah (laughs) no you're gonna make us all kill ourselves Beach boys want to take my song yeah dude yeah it's rough man (laughs) the 70s were crazy yeah (laughs) and and at the time also um police didn't talk to each other like they do now like you know if you committed a crime in Oklahoma like if you murdered somebody in Oklahoma and went to Kansas like yeah. okay yeah, it's true. like you didn't do it yeah. yeah yeah but now the way that information travels and the fact that like the um, the huge database that yeah. is like n- at like nationwide through I believe the FBI came up with it um, which that's also where serial killer got coined also was from the yeah, FBI I, so yeah mine hunter and all yeah that. yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's where the whole uh profiling came from is mm-hmm. like FBI started all that yeah. yeah and and that's that's essentially why the police had to start talking to one another because yeah. it's just like hey we've got these four murders here and they link up with these four murders in your town right and, yeah. and that's like, all the Zodiac stuff because like mm-hmm. there's like murders in like Vallejo and San Francisco and whatever and like they're like they match but they didn't know at the time that was happening in San Francisco yeah so dude it's 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 bananas yeah I mean the the uh, serial killer that was in California. I can't remember what the name of it was. That uh, uh, Golden State. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, it was like seventy years went by, and we yeah. didn't know who it was mm-hmm. until you know. Until somebody made a wrote a book about him, and I think I think he got, <laughs> I think twenty three and Me got him. Yeah, yeah, that's that, yeah, that's yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah, dude. Like, who would have thought? Dude, almost made it. You know, yeah. eighty years old yeah. or whatever. And yeah. He's ninety years old. And he's like, ah, crap. Just wanted to see who my ancestors were. <laughs> yeah. It was like his son, and, and like his son. Oh, you're was, kidding me? No, no, no. It was like wow. his son that did it, and they were yeah. like, they were like, uh, sir, <laughs> uh, your saliva popped up on these like forty-five murders, yeah. but you would not be born yet. Oh, I guess it was your papa, and oh, then they that arrested is him. Crazy. Mm. I didn't know that part. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. It's nuts, man. Yeah. yeah, no, the 70s were bananas. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, good music, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good, pretty sweet tunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I almost made it all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard Stairway, though, right? Yeah, yeah, right, like, right, Pretty right. sick. Like, pretty yeah, sick. Right. Come on, Skinner. Yeah. Come on. That's how we got Star Wars. Yeah, I, mean, I that like was worth Skinner it. getting brought up. It's just like, yeah, awesome <laughs> symphonies <laughs> music. Leonard Skinner. <laughs> All right. In in 1976, Travis and his crew <laughs> bring it back <laughs> were awarded five thousand dollars by the National Enquirer, despite skeptics claiming that the whole case was hoaxed as a money scheme. There was, there has been no clear evidence to suggest that it was a hoax. On the opening day of Fire in the Sky, March 12, 1993, Travis Walton and Mike Rogers appeared on Larry King Live. This was Travis and Mike's first major interview. The segment featured UFOlogy's biz- biggest skeptic, Philip Glass. So, Fire in the Sky, which is a very famous um, horror movie, mm-hmm. was based upon a novel of Travis Walton's experience with his abduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the name of the novel. It's not written down in here. Is but it not of the same name? I don't think so. It might be. Um, but that came out, I think his novel came out in the 80s, and the movie was made in 1993. I've never seen the movie. I've only seen, like... Everybody talks about it. Yeah. And they're like, you I've gotta watch like, it. pictures of it, and, like, it looks really pretty dope. Like, it's just like... We'll have to watch it. Yeah. It's yeah. the same name. Okay. It's the Fire same. in the Sky, the novel, and then the movie. You can buy it on Amazon right now for seventy nine ninety nine. The book? Yeah. That's a... That's an expensive movie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's because UFOs are so popular right now. They're like, hike it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After this podcast, you're going to need even more. I think it's actually printed on paper made by the uh, trees that Travis cut down on the night that he was abducted. Nah. No. No. Oh, Absolutely say, not. Yeah, okay, that. Wow. That would be dope. No, yeah. But no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I lied to you, or I'm sorry <laughs> that you believe that. That would be cool. Approximately 45 years after his incident, Travis Walton appeared on the epi- on an episode of uh, the Joe Rogan Experience. In the two-hour interview, Travis expressed the similarities to the craft he saw as to what was described by Bob Lazar. As mentioned by Travis, Tester's 1994 Area S4 UFO model does bear a resemblance to the craft witnessed by himself and the crew. Investigation. The abduction site was initially inadequately investigated by Bill Spaulding of the Ground Saucer Watch. In 1976, Travis expressed that he had never met or spoken with Spaulding, nor had Spaulding spoken with any witnesses. The, in- the incident was investigated more seriously by the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. According to Travis, the APRO carried the real investigation as they conducted several medical, psychiatric, hypnotic, and polygraph examinations. In the summer of 2014, Ben Hansen closely investigated the site again, found signs of significant tree growth in the area, presumably resulting by the UFO's radiation as noted before. Uh, The Walton Experience, the book. Within months of the incident, Travis had already begun writing about his experience. A newspaper feature from February 1976 reported that Walton had already started writing about his ordeal, possibly as a way to cope from what he had, what had happened to him. The report also notes that he had been working closely with an artist to illustrate the encounter. That unnamed artist was presumably Mike Rogers, who was one of the witnesses mm. driving the truck. 
In March of 1978, Berkeley Books tra published Travis's book fittingly titled The Walton Experience. In his book, he detailed his encounter and gave insight to the experience of being on board a UFO. According to Travis's crew boss, Mike Rogers, The Walton Experience sold 50,000 copies in less than a month. The aftermath. For decades, Travis Walton has been widely regarded as the most famous alien abductee in the world. His case is arguably second to only the startling claims of Betty and Barney Hill, who say they were taken and returned in 1961 by extraterrestrials, beings from the Zeta Reticuli star system. However, Betty and Barney's case has never been backed by several first-hand witnesses as Travis has had. Perhaps put best by a 1998 MUFON journal, UFO, UFOlogists discuss the most credible abduction cases. Three stand out. Betty and Barney Hill case, the Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker Pascagoula case, and the Travis Walton case. Skeptics have tried to explain Travis's case away by saying the whole experience was a drug-induced hallucination. However, it is highly unlikely for seven men to hallucinate the exact same incident. Additionally, Medical records show that Travis did not have any drugs in his system. Although the U.S. Air Force Project Blue Book was not in operation at the time of Travis's incident, Dr. J. Allen Hynek said this in 1976. Oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that he underwent, I understand, a Minnesota multiphasic personality inventory and passed it with high colors. It showed that he was not psychotic and did not or was not given to deception. Now, if that is so, I think that's the point. That's a point in his favor. But what I've always felt about this case, I've divided it into two parts. One is the first part involving the seven. They all took lie detector tests and passed them. It fits a pattern. See, if this were the only case on record, then I would have to say, well, I couldn't have, I couldn't possibly believe it. But at the Center for UFO Studies, now we have two dozen similar abduction cases now currently being studied. Something is going on. It is important to note that Dr. J. Allen Hynek is perhaps best remembered for being the chief investigator and scientific advisor for uh, on UFOs at the U.S. Air Force. Hynek is also credited to creating the Close Encounter of the class, Close Encounter and Classification System. Nailed it. Um, the next part of this article is about Fire in the Sky, the movie, which I think we can probably skip. Yeah. Uh, the impact on Travis. The overall experience has affected Travis in ways that perhaps few, very few may understand. According to his own website, TravisWalton.com, Travis says, if I had to do it over again, I, would, I wouldn't get out of the truck. The notion of whether his experience was yeah. exciting or terrifying is a matter of opinion. Travis, however, has often expressed a fearful recollection of the entire experience. Since 1975, Travis Walton's story has not changed. Naturally, his choice of words slightly have differed slightly over the four decades he's been sharing the experience. Nonetheless, his story stands the test of time and continues to be a compelling even for those who have heard it several times. What if um, you said before there's stories of him being like a daredevil, getting out of his car, fucking yeah. bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if this is all just an elaborate ruse to like change his personality so he doesn't do that stuff anymore they just like <laughs> <laughs> they 
Like, we're tired of your crap, Travis. We're going to make yeah. you experience getting abducted. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, chill Dude, out, man. Just knock it off. Is he still alive? <laughs> he I is think... still alive. He Dude. did Joe Rogan this year. Right. Or actually, this year. Last Rogan. year. 2021. Sorry. On, on his deathbed, like, Ashen Kutcher shows up. <laughs> you got punks. <laughs> like, whoa. He's like, it was all a rouge. Yeah. <laughs> Pranked. Pranked. Man, that, that's... I, I didn't know that he was on... Um, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh, I listened to some of his interview, just bits and pieces, mm. talking ma- mainly just him talking about the event. And all of it apparently has matched up to everything he's always said, Yeah, um, which is pretty fascinating. And he said, he, again, he wouldn't relive it if he could. He, yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't get out of the truck. And he hates even, like, trying to recollect it because he tries right, pushing it back in his... Deeply traumatic. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And it, you know, changed the course of his life. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's just the alien guy. Yeah. You yeah. Know? The witnesses and their testimony, along with Travis and the 1965 International Crew Cab Truck, was his logging crew. Most of the men he knew. A couple of them he had only known for two days. Driving the truck was the crew boss, Mike Rogers. Riding in front, and closest to the window was Travis. It was many years ago. I got out of the truck in the National Forest and I ran toward a large glowing object hovering in the darkening Arizona sky. But when I made that fateful choice to leave the truck, I was leaving behind more than just my fellow, my six fellow workmen. I was leaving behind forever all semblance of a normal life, running headlong toward an experience so overwhelmingly mind-rending in its effects, so devastating in its aftermath, that my life would never, could never be the same. Travis Walton. I know what I saw, and it wasn't anything from this earth, John. I saw a bluish light from the machine, and Travis went flying, like he touched a live wire. Kenneth, the UFO was smooth and giving off a yellowish-orange light. Dwayne, I've been working these woods for over 30 years, and this is still the damnedest thing I've ever that has ever happened to me. Mike, we couldn't believe that was happening. The horror was unreal. Alan, the ray was the brightest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Steve. So what do you guys think? Do you think it actually happened? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Like there's there's most of these things. Are, I mean, you got six other eyewitnesses like all corroborating your story, and they're yeah. not. Nobody's like if the, if it was fake or if it was a hoax. Nobody's like you know, you know, let it slip or whatever. Like, yeah. They all believe it. They all saw what they saw. Travis saw what he saw. Like. I think it's legit. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Because they didn't get anything out of this. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I mean... Uh, I mean, they get that, what, $5,000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I wouldn't say that's it. Because he did, you know, he he wrote oh, yeah, the novel. The book, so he got book yeah, sales. Yeah, and, the, right. and then the movie. The movie yeah. yeah. And not only that, you know, he's been the most famous in, yeah. uh, abductee ever. So yeah. my only argument against this, and this this is different from Bob Lazar, because Bob Lazar, he his claims, he says he never wants to make a cent off of any of this, yeah, um, anything that he saw in Area Fifty One when he worked there, mm-hmm. which you know he you can argue that fact or not. Um, it seems like Travis has kind of got it made for him, and he's you yeah. know he's still kicking it, yeah, and so he did get some fame from it yeah. whether he you know initially meant for that to happen mm-hmm. or not but also this is 
one thing that kind of is the most curious thing to me is that the uh, who was the old cult couple that were adopted in the 60s? That, that's the thing I was going to bring up too, Betty and Barney Hill. Betty like, and Barney Hill. They're like the first widely publicized UFO or alien abduction story and like an interesting thing to know about them is like they were a biracial couple. couple. Mm-hmm. So like they not only being that in the 60s mm-hmm. um, they put it kind of put a target on your back if you like say oh yeah we were talking about aliens like you're opening yourself up to like yeah. people like arguing against you so like what do yeah. you have to gain from it so like just by that fact that they're like this happened like they're putting themselves out there yeah so yeah well the funny thing about them is that their their TV I guess interview or show mm-hmm. or whatever came out two weeks before Travis Walton's incident oh okay mm-hmm. so there there were reports that him and his family were big on UFOs mm. um, there's no way to know if that's true or not yeah and he on Joe Rogan Joe asked him if he had watched that that movie or that show or whatever it yeah. was and he said I might have I don't remember so it's very possible that within that two week time he had watched that and it's this traumatic crazy. experience he created this experience yeah. in his head yeah, yeah, yeah. so but, th- but then like six people though like corroborate that, that story and that is the evidence that you cannot ignore is yeah. that six Unless people mm. saw, he saw it that he saw that TV program and like convinced six of his buddies to read this elaborate hoax. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Forty-five year like, hoax. What you you just read? Like he just met. He had just met like two of those guys like two days prior to yeah. the yeah. incident. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got to fight with one of the other guys too. So yeah. like, why would he have his back? Yeah, you know? exactly. Especially when that guy could like one hundred percent blackmail Travis. Yeah. For yeah. book rights money. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. humans are scummy. Yeah. And like. At any point in this, like past forty-five years, one of them mm. could be, could have been like, yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I need a, a little piece of the pie, or I'm gonna, mm. or I'm gonna talk. Yeah, yeah. So personally, I believe it. I think it actually happened the way that he said it did. Um, the only thing for me that's strange is like the is the descriptions of the aliens, like the orange jumpsuits. Yeah. Um, and I and an, like another story that I that I listened to, um, he said that there were some like human type creatures yeah. in there that that he was like like praise God like a humans in here are you here to help me? Mm-hmm. And their initial response was like they just were dead in the eyes. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they were just like kind of robots, yeah, or yeah. like mind, brainwashed or something like that. And the other thing about that incident or that detail is like he had said like they look like the peak versions of men and women like human men and women oh so really like, they like they looked like perfect like unblemished or whatever like yeah the chicks had huge boobs and the guys had huge wieners i don't know about that but he was he i think he described like the men like looking like muscular and like big or whatever like they're like peak physical condition or whatever must have been a nightmare for him <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's dramatic <laughs> these guys are so hot <laughs> <laughs> God, um, there are so there's. This is about to could potentially get real. Okay, cool, bro. Yeah, but no. um, so with aliens like that, those are actually like, if you want to believe like fully in aliens, um, I forget what those kinds are called, but they look like humanoids. Oh, the gri- 
they're called like the tall whites essentially okay. and they yeah. are humanoid looking mm-hmm. and um they um story goes i guess like are in cahoots essentially with the um the greys Mm. who are sort of like an alien, uh, or not an alien, but like um, uh, sort of machine-like, essentially. They just like, the way that they work, they're kind mm-hmm. of like drone-ish. Yeah. And they work with other aliens, essentially. Oh, and okay. so uh, with, with Travis, he thought when he saw an alien, what he was actually seeing was one of like the tall whites, essentially. Gotcha. <clears throat> Interesting. And, and you can really go cuckoo bananas with it mm. where like that's where Hitler got the master race from because uh. a lot of uh, like Nazi imagery and a lot of things that he believed was like I mean he believed in some yeah, crazy the Aryan race is like the yeah. perfect whatever yeah and know. the Ar- Aryans are based off of like the tall whites and stuff uh. like this perfect race and all that so it's like it gets real and then yeah. when you think about like you know, World War Two German like Nazi, yeah, Nazi scientists, yeah, building rocket ships and stuff like that, and having yeah. like alien tech and yeah. stuff like that, mm-hmm. dude. It's all you can yeah. really yeah. jump in, yeah. and uh, I've oh, yeah. I've dipped a little more than a toe Same. in, yeah. but yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, this was, yeah. I really just wanted to keep it to abductions yes. on this episode yeah. because <laughs> like, the information that we have on uh, UFOs. Is so vast. Yeah. And the theories that we yeah. we have on that is just crazy. So that'll be a whole other. This episode is like part one. Wait. Part really, one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I just you know just wanted to spook some people with yeah. like you know getting abducted because it's freaking scary. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. UFOs, one hundred percent, they're real. Mm. You know. Yeah. I believe that there are, um, just actual. It's it's high tech, uh, military equipment. Absolutely, mm-hmm. that yeah. we don't know about. But also, I think that there is obviously stuff that might be extraterrestrial oh, yeah. as I mean, well in origin. It might believe. be, what do they call it, um, reverse engineered. Yeah, that's what I was to say. I would oh, definitely yeah. believe all the stuff we have is like reverse engineered yeah. from alien tech. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, I'm there's no sure. way. Because, like, in, like, 50 years, like, we've gotten to this point where we have, like, AI and stuff like that. There's no way we, like, just naturally developed all yeah. that within that short time span. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure we didn't really like have refrigerators in homes until after Roswell. Yeah, you know, it's like just it was like fifties. Like, 50s. like yeah. that's how like that's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like that's where yeah. our technology was before, a- and then like honestly, like the peak of it was the atomic bomb, and that was like the forties. Like, jeez, mm-hmm. that's yeah. bananas, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, so. I want to get serious with you guys really quick and tell you guys a really scary thing that happened to me. Um, so I'd say it's probably 2017 was when I first kind of dipped my toes into to UFOs and was like, oh, this this is legit. Mm-hmm. This stuff might be real. And, you know, it's kind of a shame to say that like the thing that got me into it was Tom DeLonge's uh, like him coming out as mm-hmm. a UFO expert and he wrote this book called oh gosh it's called like into the shadows or something like Mm -hmm. that something shadows and i read that book and it was really enlightening it's fiction based on uh real theories of of ufos Mm -hmm. and um you know his claim his claims of that book chasing chasing shadows thank you his claims of that book said that uh he he has done so much research in ufos that he didn't want to just 
say like this is what the, the government's doing this is what's going on with UFOs so he's like the easiest way to get it into the public is to write it as fiction so I can publish it and then it'll be out there so people can you know decide if if it's real or not, I mean, but this is the only way to actually get it out there. And Angels and Airways was that what that was about too? Like I, it was inspired by yeah. you know UFOs yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So he published that book I think in 2016 and 2017, mm. and I read it and I was like, huh, that was interesting. It was a very long, boring book. I would never read it again, but it was enlightening. And then later that year, Sarah and I went to New Mexico. We went to Roswell because I was just so like all about yeah, UFOs, yeah, yeah. and it was a really fun trip for sure and being out there in the desert is I, w- I was just looking at the sky so like there's it's it's obvious that this would be the place where like you could see all the UFOs because the sky is so clear so there's hardly any clouds yeah. ever um, the most disappointing thing about Roswell is that the crash happened 45 miles away from Roswell Roswell was just the nearest like big town mm-hmm. to publish it in their newspaper yeah. so everyone was like oh the crash of Roswell but just it happened 45 miles that way with the post office exactly mm-hmm. it happened in Corona New Mexico oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay yeah and so like that's freaking you know Tecumseh from here yeah. where we grew up from Oklahoma City yeah. and it's like that's not close at all mm-hmm. which is just crazy but driving through New Mexico specifically from um where were we? Lubbock, Texas, we drove to Roswell and then to Albuquerque that day. We went hours without seeing gas stations, mm-hmm. buildings, just driving on highways in the middle of the desert. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this makes sense why they call it Roswell because there's nothing out here. Yeah. If I broke down, we'd be screwed. Yeah. It was crazy. I've so made, I've made that drive. Yeah. And you're just like, where mm-hmm. is anything? You have to yeah. really plan on when you get gas and stuff like that. <laughs> so that was when I was like peak into UFOs. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, any UFO content I could get, I was absorbing it all. Um, and I'm still very into it, but less now than I was then. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a little bit. Um, Sarah and I are watching this movie. I think this was last year it's called dark skies i'm pretty sure it has carrie russell in it yeah it's called dark skies with carrie russell it's a movie that came out in 2013 it is a psychological horror um truly one of the scariest movies i've ever seen i'll read you the plot synopsis right now as the barrett family's peaceful suburban life is rocked by an escalating series of disturbing events they come to learn that a terrifying and deadly force is after them one which may have arrived from beyond the stars. Cool. So we watched that movie. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It is horrifying. It involves that. kids. It's ugh, it's yeah. so spooky. But alien, alien abduction is the theme of that movie. And we watched it, and it's PG-13, so it's not like there's nothing gory about it, yeah. barely, no boobs, hardly any cuss words, anything like that. It's just a very scary movie. Mm-hmm. And they play with shadow people and the darkness and... They even use um, some like uh, like Native American lore from like um, like the Zuni culture, which is really cool, and involve that into like star people mm-hmm. and UFOs and stuff like that. But I watched that movie and it scared the crap out of me. Um, so I've absorbed a lot of UFO and alien uh, media mm-hmm. over the past couple of years, and I I'm real friendly with sleep paralysis for sure and I'm aware of the the mental state that 
that your brain can go under mm-hmm. when you have sleep paralysis. Yeah. And the um, the kind of delusion that you're in, it's you know anything could happen. Mm-hmm. But this particular incident, and this was happened. This probably happened months after that, and it was more than likely just that I was consuming so much horror and alien UFO type uh, media mm. or enter- entertainment, whatever, that it was probably just, you know, my my brain playing tricks on me. Yeah. But I had a really bad sleep paralysis fit. And I was I was dreaming that I was on a mountain that's very similar to Mount Scott and like we were like driving up at night. And I was with some friends, and I don't know if we were even driving. I think we might have just been walking the road. I think we were walking. I don't remember who was in the dream, but it was like a fun dream. And we are like on this mountain at night, and it was really cool. We could like see the stars, and we could see like the city lights in the distance, and like the hills and the mountains and stuff like mm. that. It was really pretty. And I remember just seeing this light just coming up from the trees below, and I was like, oh no. I know too much was the first thing I thought. <laughs> I said, I know too much. And I, I freaked out and I started running. And I started running. And next thing I know that I, I wake up in my bed and I'm just frozen there. And I can't move. And I was like, oh, God, no, this can't be happening. And I, I look and Sarah's to my left. But here's the weird part of the dream was that it wasn't even my current bedroom. So I was having sleep paralysis I was in a dream, but I wasn't even in the bedroom that we lived in at the time. Mm-hmm. I woke up in our old rent house bedroom that we moved out of a couple of months before that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, obviously that means I was still in a dream. Still in a dream. Yeah. But it was very strange. I was having, like, I was awake with sleep paralysis. Yeah. And I was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, hallucinating that I was in my old bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I was laying there, and, like, our blinds were closed. And I just see, like, the UFO, like, light just, like, whoosh, like, light up my whole house. And I couldn't move. And I was just frozen in bed. I was like, oh, God, they're here. <laughs> and I hear the front door open. And I'm like, oh, no, they're coming for me. And I was frozen. I could, like, barely move my head. And I leaned over. And from our bed, I could see, like, down the hall. Mm-hmm. And... What's weird is I heard the front door open, but out of like our hallway closet, like where we keep our blankets, mm-hmm. I see just this gray humanoid creature like climb out of the of the the blanket closet, mm-hmm. and then start like creepy like moving towards me, and then it jumps on top of me and like starts choking me, which is so very strange. Ugh. And, and then that's, like, super sleep paralysis, right? Yeah, too. yeah, it's horrible. Ugh. And then I don't remember what happens after that. Well, you woke up, so I, that's um, good. Well, I, I didn't wake up immediately. No. But, I mean, I, I did yeah. wake up eventually. Yeah. Um, but that is eerily similar to abduction stories that you could read mm. online, is that most abductions, people never actually leave their beds. Yeah. Like, they, they, see, they feel themselves, um, like, coming out of their body and... Mm-hmm going through like their roof and their ceiling and then their spouses never even know that they left yeah Mm -hmm. um same thing like you're out camping and stuff like that like i've heard stories that people like i I saw myself transcend through like the tarp of my tent and just float into into the these their spacecraft Mm. uh i don't remember ever like you know 
being beamed up or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It was just a very weird sleep yeah. paralysis dream. I don't think that I was abducted, but it was very weird but because it was very convincing. To, it was very yeah, convincing yeah. because that's if I you know would ever say like yeah, I was abducted, that's what it would feel like. Yeah, you know. And most people don't don't remember what happens after they get you know beamed up. They just remember just they don't even remember wh- like how they got home or yeah. you know when they woke up or they don't, sometimes they don't remember the dream. Yeah. But for me, it just like I just remember like me, like getting choked by this gray alien. It was yeah. more white than anything, and then like just going out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was very strange. It was just very weird, yeah. you know. I'm not going to say I was actually abducted or anything like right. that, but it was the most strange thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. I know this, that I know that this like could potentially be a traumatic thing for yeah. you, but I will say mm-hmm. the idea of like their tech not working properly to where you're not <laughs> knocked out. So one of them is like, hey, Jer- <laughs> hey, Jerry, Jerry, it's not really. Choke him out. We choke need you. Yeah, we need you to go just, you know, give him a little, uh. little choke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure you come out of the blanket closet, though, so yeah. it's extra, extra weird. Extra creepy. Yeah. 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 Uh, and how I know for sure that I was abducted is my butt hurt the next day. So. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. 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 And the choke marks on my neck, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> but very weird dream. Yeah. Sleep paralysis is weird. It can be a spiritual thing. I don't know. I mean, I will say it, it's interesting that you bring up sleep paralysis because, you know, that is a thing amongst mm. a lot of abduction stories. Yeah. Uh, I was, I wouldn't say I read, but I was skimming through a New York Times article that was written in 99 talking about the phenomena of sleep paralysis and abductions. Mm. And essentially, it was just saying, like, sleep paralysis has been a thing. Like forever, yeah. But like, I guess in '99, it was like just being like more widespread or whatever. Yeah. But like in different cultures, they have different names for it. And Japan, they have it's a phenomenon that's been well documented for centuries, and like it has it has a name. And like in various other cultures, like uh, I can't remember. I think like some Scandinavian culture, but like sleep paralysis is like oh yeah, it's like just this sensation of like something sitting on you, a spirit sitting sitting on you, or like. It's like there's like these, you know, mm-hmm. different cultural things that explain the same thing, which is sleep paralysis. Yeah. But it's, it's it wasn't a thing until like, you know, the last forty years. Like yeah, nobody knew what it was. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, jeez, that's spooky. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, not to discredit your story, but like, no, 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 I don't even yeah think that I was abducted. Yeah. But, but uh, it's, just it's, it's so eerily similar to abduction stories. But it, it's so you know. I mean, that's just like all the sleep paralysis stories. Like yeah. it's all eerily similar. It's like this sensation that yeah. everybody just experiences, mm-hmm. and like in some way or other, it's a, it, it can be explained, and then it can be like yeah, yeah. Warren, have you ever had it? I have had it. Yeah, really. Yeah, it, it, the, I haven't had anything serious like that. Uh, but it's like I've had the sensation where like you know I'm frozen, can't move, mm-hmm. and like I'm screaming, and I'm like nothing's coming out but like I vividly remember like screaming like trying to scream yeah yeah. God, it sounds so scary I've never had it mm. thing. yeah not mm-hmm. really yeah. I, I have weird reoccurring nightmares mm. uh, that like it's like the same mm-hmm. uh, weird attic yeah. and um, ghost that goes mm. up that lives there yeah and yeah I, Ooh, I, I, addicts I had, yeah I had, <laughs> I had the same nightmare like 
four times, and then the last time uh, was kind of cool. Was there like a resolution to it, or yeah, really? I, Shut I, up. Yeah, it crazy. was it was crazy. Cause, yeah, we were just like hanging out. Yeah. It was like me and a bunch of people in this house, and it always starts as like you know one thing, mm-hmm. and then it very much goes to. I see the staircase in the house and it always leads up to the same attic. Mm. But this time it was, it was so funny. Cause like I had been having really bad, like a really hard time sleeping and I, I had had really weird dreams like all week. Yeah. And yep. then like Thursday I had this dream and then I was just like, I'm so done. Yeah. I'm over this. So I just, I was like, <laughs> it was weird. I was, it was very, um, uh, I was very gung-ho about it. I mm. just, like, turned around to people, and I was just like, I need to go upstairs. And they're like, ooh, don't do that. And I was like, no. I'm, like, done yeah. doing this now. I mean, at that point, it just sounds like you lucid dreamed a little bit and, like, took control of the dream. That's and, that's what it felt like. Yeah. And I just, like, went upstairs, and I was just like, we're, f- we're done. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're done. And uh, I think I killed a ghost, and then I woke up. And then, oh, wow. was, and then I, I slept better the rest of the week. It was weird. That's it was like wow. super, super weird. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't look ever, at you go. Dreams are crazy. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> ever any of my dreams. Yeah. Like so sometimes it, I feel like I don't dream. Like mm-hmm. I'll just sleep and like nothing. Like, yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm a big dreamer. I feel like I don't remember a lot of mine except for the spooky ones. Mm-hmm. You know, that, those memorable ones that you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to remember that one for yeah. sure. Yeah. I had a nightmare. I'm like, oh, well, well, that's not true. Last time with the dolls, I definitely had a nightmare. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's yeah. spooky, dude. I, mm. The the last big big spooky one I had was after my grandma died. It was like really scary. It was mm. like probably the most like traumatic dream I ever had because oh, I was geez. like I, I was like back at my grandparents' house, mm-hmm. and me and my my grandpa was sitting at the at the desk with his computer like he always does, mm. and we were talking. And then my grandma, who had just died maybe like three weeks prior, like mm-hmm. walks out of the hallway like in her nightgown, no. and and uh, my grandpa looked at me and I was like, "Hey, um, she's dead." Ooh, like she sheepers creepers. She, and yeah. he was like, "What do you mean she's right there?" I was like, "No, Papa, like she." passed away a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and she walked into the bathroom which was like in the living room essentially mm-hmm. and I turned around and I was like who are you and uh, the door closed and then like I heard her screaming and the door started to shake and no then it way. bust open and that's when I woke up oh my yes. gosh and dude I was just like I was I never woken up just so yeah like, scared yeah. And I told Camille about it, and she was like, "When was the last time you talked to your grandpa?" And it, like, it she she died more than three weeks prior. Mm-hmm. But I was like, "Man, I guess it's been like a month." Yeah. And she was like, "Maybe like maybe you should call him." Mm-hmm. So it was so scary. Jeez. That was like probably the worst nightmare I've ever had. Yeah. It was not fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, alien abductions, guys. What do you think? There are tons of stories out there. Yeah. Um, there's one that was covered by Unsolved Mysteries, uh, the new series on you on Netflix, yeah. and it's about this whole town who experienced alien abduction stories. And I wanted to go over that one. It is 
a banana story. Mm-hmm. So that'll be another episode that That's we do. Cool. Uh, it's insane. And everyone has the same story. It's not in Alaska, is it? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Have you seen The Fourth Kind? Or like, I, yeah. yeah. That oh, movie dude, that is movie rocks. insane. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I need to watch that one again. But yeah. we'll go over that one another time. There are plenty of abduction stories, and I'd like to dive more into like the psychology of them too. Mm. Um, just so you know, we have some scientific evidence or theories, yeah. rather, mm. on why this stuff happens. But you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. It might be real. It might not be. Yeah. But that's going to do it for this episode of Suspend Disbelief, guys. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google or your podcast app of choice. You can find us on Instagram at the skull crawlers and on Twitter, which we seldom use. We're going to fix that at underscore skull crawlers. And you can find our YouTube by searching the skull crawlers movie club or going to bit.ly slash skull crawlers. And as always sleep with one eye open because you never know who's watching. And thanks for wearing your brown pants guys. Good night. Good night.